seminar. A small group of students, as in a university, engaged in advanced study and original research under a member of the faculty and meeting regularly to exchange information and hold discussions. Please take your seats as class is about to begin. Issue 7. Curiosity. In all of humanity's history, there are few emotions that can govern an entire society. Throughout many cultures, some of these emotions and motivations differ, but one such motivation can be linked to nearly all organic flesh. Greed. This session you shall look beyond the face value of greed to this next piece, in which greed, desperation, and power all play a role. A simple transaction is about to take place, dealing with ancient items of trade. Carter. So, let me get this straight. You convinced someone to hire a couple of mooks like us to do a transport job? It happened just like I told you. I was collecting money from my last job when out of nowhere this guy comes up and asks me if I'm interested in making some real money. Naturally, I told him to get lost. But he kept pressing me. Eventually, I listened, and he told me that he needed a couple of sharp guys to move a product for him a few systems away. I told him I'd think about it, and he told me if I was interested to meet him here the next evening at sundown. And none of this struck you as odd? We don't even have a ship, Quint. How are we supposed to move anything off planet? Hey, I didn't ask questions. I'm just trying to make us some scratch, which is more than I can say for you these past few... Uh-oh. Here comes our contact. Try to let me do the talking, alright? You brought someone with you. Yeah, this is my partner, Marcus Garby. I'm Quint, but I never got your name, Mr... You may call me Preston. So, are you interested in the job, then? We're interested in hearing more. What exactly are we moving? That's none of your concern. We operate on a no-questions-asked basis. Yeah? Well, unfortunately we don't. So, you tell us who we're moving for, and what we're carrying, or you find someone else to pilot for you. All you need to know is that I'm working for a radical political movement. My colleagues back home are desperate for weapons, and we have a stockpile we need to deliver. If you can do that... Weapons?! Look, no offense, pal, but we have no prerogative to get mixed up in your political affairs. We don't need the trouble. Marcus! I see. Well, if that is your final decision, I don't see that we have any more business here. Wait, wait. We haven't made a decision yet. Just in case we are interested, though. Exactly how much money are we talking here? My colleagues are quite desperate for these materials. They are willing to offer the following sum. Damn, that's a nice looking number. Tell me, how much of that do we get in advance? That is your advance. The other half comes when you make your delivery. The other half? You mean... (coughs) Look, uh, Mr. Preston, I still need to discuss this with my partner some. But I'm fairly sure we'll be able to come to an understanding. Let's hope that we do. I'll be waiting at the bar for your decision, gentlemen. 
Marcus, this is it. This is the job that could set us up for life. I don't know, man. You really think this is a smart move? I mean, moving weapons for some extremist? Will you please open up your eyes for just one second and see the big picture here? So what if it's dangerous? Did you see that figure? Yeah, but... But nothing! Money like that? We could buy a small country and retire! Hell, I'm sure we could get a moon if we really wanted to! So I guess you want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. I'm doing it. And if you aren't coming with me, I'm sure I can find another partner who would be more than happy to. All right, fine, we do it. But after this, we're done. Marcus, buddy, after this, we're kings. How about another drink, sir? Sure, and make it something stiff. Mr. Garby, you decided to join us after all. Glad to see it. I was hoping to see you again. Wish the feeling was mutual. So this is our ship? She doesn't look to be in the best shape. Oh, I'm sure it has seen better days. But she'll get you where you need to go. You have the coordinates I sent you, I take it? Yeah, as well as the comm frequency to request retrieval once we finish our jump. We just contact them... And within the hour, they pull us in. Perfect. Any other questions? Just one. Why aren't you going on this trip yourself if it's so important? I have important work to do here, Mr. Garby. If anything were to happen to me and Root... So we're expendable while you're not. Why, Mr. Garby, are we having second thoughts? I'm sure someone else would be more than happy to take the pay if you wish to reject it. No, no. I'm in. Just consider me curious. Surely you know how dangerous curiosity can be, Mr. Garby. My colleagues are awaiting your arrival. Let's not keep them waiting any more than we have to. Hmm? You heard the man, Marcus. Let's get going. Coming out of jump. Normalizing in five, four, three, two, normalizing in one. Jump completed. You all right, Quint? Head feels a little swimmy, but I'll be fine. You want to punch in for calm assistance or shall I? I can do it. I'll tell you what, wherever those coordinates lead us, this jump has left us in deep space. No kidding. I'm not even reading any stars on the local map. Listen, Marcus, before we left, what was with you and Preston? Hmm? Oh, guy just gives me the creeps. That's all. Yeah, but you don't really think that... This is Receiver Zeta-2-2, requesting your intentions. Over. This is Transport Eagle Fire, requesting reception. We're carrying expected cargo. Over. Eagle Fire, preparing transport retrieval. Please stand by and check cargo. Over. I can go do that. All this silence is making me star-crazy. I'll take a comm link with me. Receiver Zeta 2-2, check in cargo now. We'll update you as soon as we can. Over. Eagle Fire, we await your call. Over and out. Uh, what a weird couple of days. How's that cargo looking, Quint? Um, well, bad news for 
What do you mean, missing? Exactly what I said. When I got down here, the box was already open and there was nothing inside. I'm canvassing the area right now, but... Quint? Are you there? Quint? Receiver Zeta 2-2, this is an emergency. Something has happened with my partner, and I'm not sure what. I think something happened with the cargo. Over. Eagle Fire, please elaborate. What exactly has happened? I don't know. The cargo's missing, and the last thing I heard was Quint's... Eagle Fire, you need to remain calm. The cargo was... special. What happens now is that you have to do exactly what I say if you want to live. Can you do that, Eagle Fire? But what about my partner? Chances are he's already dead, but we can't dwell on that right now. Listen to me. There's a weapon located near the exit of the cockpit. It looks like a rifle. Do you see it? Rifle? What do you... Oh, I see it. Yes, I have the rifle now. myself into. Head into the cargo bay now. Can you see anything? Any traces of life? Can't really see anything. Something happened to the lights in here. I think... <clears throat> Eagle Fire, what do you see? Quint! Oh my god, he's been torn to pieces! something in the... Yeah, yeah, I see it now. It looks like a wolf and... and it sees me. It's coming straight at me. Oh god, what do I do? Do you have the rifle? Shoot it. Eagle Fire, what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. It's still coming at me. The gun didn't even slow it down. Perfect. Perfect? What's that supposed to mean? Hello? Zeta-22? I still need help here. Zeta 22, I need Transmission closing. Dispatching cleanup crew to dead zone. The cargo wasn't affected by the stun rifle at all this round. Impressive. The next batch should be nigh invulnerable then. Yes, Doctor, this was the most successful experiment yet. They didn't put up much of a fight at all. Can't say I was surprised. That Quint fellow didn't have much of a backbone at all. Mr. Garby almost saved himself before the jump, but I think in the end he had one fatal flaw. Greed. Loyalty. I'll be in my quarters. Tell me when the cleanup crew is done. Yes, sir. This one shouldn't take too long. They really didn't have much of a chance. Immediate data retrieval, student four, pride, female, discuss the concept of loyalty. Loyalty? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating, it's interesting, it's, it's something we don't have. I mean, to be willing to die for someone? Whoa. It kind of makes me wish that 
we had something or someone to be loyal to. We just... we just don't. Auditory sensors did not receive last statement. Please repeat. It's, it's nothing, Instructor. Uh, my statement's... finished. I mean... Com complete. Intriguing. Data stored. However, bear in mind that loyalty is a human emotion, not one that students need concern themselves with. The dark and gritty underbelly of 20th century Earth's society was rife with crime. Conversely, the law enforcement officials had found said criminals. Observe now how the human quirk of curiosity fits with this picture of law enforcement in this next piece. Enmity. What kind of sick game is this, Danforth? We needed a lead. Now we have it. I'm going to check that lead. I'm driving. No. You've been removed from the case. Oh, please. You lied to me. You need me for this case. And I'm not letting you go there alone. Captain's orders. Sherry. Sherry! 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 Sherry. Here. Wake up. Sherry! Danforth, wake up. Where's Sherry? Snap out of it, Detective. I need you. Oh, shit! Get me a pot of black coffee. Am I under arrest? Not yet. I wanted to give you the chance to confess first. It'll look better and you'll get a lighter sentence. I didn't kill her! I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Let me make sure I understand you. You wandered into Smith's house for no apparent reason. He just happened to be slicing his wife up at the moment, and the good Samaritan in you just had to try and choke Mr. Smith to death as a way of teaching him a lesson. I heard screaming, okay? <laughs> my hero. I'm not saying anything else until I talk to my lawyer. Oh, so you want us to charge you then? I didn't kill her. I never even met these guys before. Then why were you there? That's what I thought. Where are you going? You can't keep me here, man. <sighs> this is going to be a long night, Grant. I I'm afraid the physical evidence won't help much. Both their fingerprints are all over everything. We better pray for a confession. The husband is in room two. Would you like some coffee, Mr. Smith? That depends upon if you intend to pour it on my lap or not. Now why would I do that? I don't know, Detective Danforth, but I don't understand a lot of what you do. Such as? Such as, why would you keep me locked up when it's pretty obvious that Chucky killed my wife? And why would Chucky do that? I don't know. Look, I didn't kill her. Chucky showed up in my house with a bunch of knives and turned my wife into a voodoo doll. How'd he get into your house, Smith? From what I hear, security's pretty tight. How should I know, Detective? What is it that you're not telling me? He showed up, he cut her up, we fought, you guys showed up. End of story. Why did he attack? He probably wanted my money. 
Why didn't he just take the money and leave? Why don't you ask him? You know what? I think I will. Finally, I can get out of here. Hey, let me out. I'll make Chucky talk. No, Danforth. I think it's time for Mr. Good Cop to work his magic. Be my guest. Who are you? Chucky. I'm Detective Grant. Are you going to charge me or can I get out of here? Well, Smith did just identify you as the killer. Of course he did. But I know you didn't kill Lauren, Chucky. Do you want to tell me what happened in there? Look, I'm on your side, Chucky. I want you to nail Smith for murdering his own wife. But I can't do it unless you help me. Don't say I didn't offer. Wait. Close the door. I've got a wife and kids, man. I don't want them hearing about this. I never thought I'd cheat on my wife. I love my wife. I'd never do anything to hurt her. So, what happened? I tried to end my affair with Lauren, but she threatened to have me fired. Fired? She'd have her husband fire me. You work for Smith? Indirectly. He owns the company. So, how did she die? Smith caught us in bed together. He cut his woman up like some sort of steak. I've never seen anything so horrible before. I defended myself and was choking the life out of that monster when you guys showed up. If I'm guilty of anything, it's a failed attempt at a reckoning. You believe that piece of fiction, Grant? Danforth, were you listening in? You can't tell my wife about that. We'll do what we have to. I'm sorry, Chucky. I didn't know he was listening. I'm going to talk to him, but I'm a man of my word. I'll make sure your wife doesn't hear about this. (laughs) You should be an actor. You're not too bad yourself, Mr. Bad Cop. (laughs) It's easy for me. I'm not a good man. Let's not bring up old sins, buddy. Well, one thing Chucky said was true. His company is owned by Smith. Well, it's either Smith's story or Chucky's story. They can't both be telling the truth. But they can both be lying. I'd bet a year's pay on it. Do you know the story of Joseph and Potiphar, Mr. Smith? Ah, you're back. Potiphar's wife offered herself to Joseph, much like your wife offered herself to Chucky. Except unlike Joseph, Chucky was sleeping with my wife. You knew. So what? I didn't kill my wife. (laughs) Why not? Weren't you pissed at her for cheating on you? The first time she did it, yeah. Smith, this isn't looking good for you. Chucky identified you as the killer. He said you caught them and tried to kill them both. That requires a little more effort than I care to exert, Mr. Danforth. But it does give you motive. Something Chucky now lacks. He was in love with her and thought she was going to leave me for him. Why wouldn't she leave you? Clearly you didn't love each other. She loved my money. So you killed her to avoid giving her half your stuff? We had a prenuptial agreement. The ball is... Back in Chucky's court. Until he volleys it back to Smith and we go on and on for eternity. They'll crack, eventually. We can't hold him forever. Eventually we'll have to charge one of them. I just need more time with them. Not without charging one of them. We're talking about murder here. You're also talking about detaining an innocent man. Innocent? Which one is innocent? That's my point exactly. We don't know. They both lied to us. Everyone lies, Danforth. 
As far as I'm concerned, they're both guilty. Together, through deception, we ended that girl's life. Wait, wait, wait. We ended that girl's life? I, I meant they. They ended that girl's life. I think you need to get some sleep. I'm not letting them get away with this. It's not your fault, Danforth. I'm going to talk to Chucky. Our time is up. What's wrong with you? The law says we have to let them go. I didn't become a cop to let the bad guys just walk out the door. Neither did I, but this is our best option right now, and you know it. Now, are you with me? Fine. We're going to let them go. Then they're going to step out this door, and I'm going to shoot both of them in the nuts. That would make you happy, wouldn't it? (laughs) That would be justice. Finally landing you in jail, justifying the guilt you feel over the fact you're not in there right now. This has nothing to do with that. And you're weak. How dare you? It's not enough to miss her. You want to feel like it's your fault. If I hadn't lied to Sherry. So you claim another man's guilt as your own. It was my fault! Nothing you can say can change that. I confess my sins to God every night. But when I close my eyes... The devil still laughs at me, knowing that the blood is still on my hands. It was never your fault, Danforth. You didn't pull the trigger. I might as well have. Look, if you just give me more time, I can break them. Catching Lauren's killer won't bring Sherry back. No, but maybe when I see the devil tonight, I'll be able to say, See? I've earned my salvation. I caught a bad man. Now give me my soul back. No matter how many cases you solve, or or bad guys you put away, it'll never be enough. Salvation is something you can't earn. But if you want guilt, then put a man behind bars for a crime he didn't commit. We'll catch this guy when we have more facts. But tonight we have to let them go. Does it ever go away? It won't, because you won't let it. It's about time. Oh, God. Give me the grace to accept things that I cannot change. Mr. Smith? Courage to change the things that should be changed. Yeah, get the hell out but don't leave town. I've heard it before. And the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Your assignment next week. Compare and analyze the concepts of guilt and innocence using the archaic methods you have seen in this piece. Construct a theory as to who is the actual killer. Class dismissed. Supplemental inquiry. Syllabus and course schedule. The students enter the last quarter of their class with new expectations thrust upon them. Discussion time frame elapsed. Your participation and value of your responses will be graded and sent back to your terminal shortly. And the class is treated to the recurring theme of a serial work. Not unlike the monotonous routine even they are unaware they're following. With the advent of television, radio, and cinematic entertainment, A new theme became common. Continuing series of works. Don't forget your homework. Seminar. Issue 8. Premiering September 22nd, 2007. Only at PendantAudio.com
next week. On the next, The Kingery. Too much time has passed. Something has gone terribly wrong. There has to be a way to figure out what's happened. Where have you been? You shouldn't be out so openly on the thoroughfare. One of the boss's boys will see you. I walked down the thoroughfare, but I couldn't see it anywhere. And I was afraid to go too far from what I remembered. I know you're pretty tough and all that, but I still don't think you should be here. And you sure shouldn't go to the kingery itself. Be sure your sin will find you out. I thought you were better than that. <laughs> He's been getting plenty of practice. It is God <laughs> who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. I thought deep inside of you there was something sterling. Boss, there's someone here to see you. It's a cop. What can I do for you? There's a cop missing. His name is Roberts. I'm sure you already know why any cop would be investigating any of your businesses. You now, you've always had a titanium brain, lightning quick and about as lethal. What is it? Still trying to figure me out? I'm just a businessman. And I'm a cop. I'll look into this on my end. See what I can find out. You wouldn't mind if I continue to look into it myself. I'm not going to stop you. When I come back, it'll be to ask you more questions, not to give you answers. Next time on The Kingery. Only at PendantAudio.com As a jewel of gold in a swine's nut, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. <laughs> Uh, are you you calling me a pig or something? And in three weeks, once upon a time, there was a sweet young girl whom everyone loved. Wow, you're just as bitchy as usual. What's the matter? Is this actual concern, or are you just pretending to care? But the girl was troubled. Last week, Chloe was talking about permanence and having someone to come home to and I started thinking Chloe oh my god didn't your fiance like leave her at the altar or something <sighs> glad I'm me and not her we're all glad and she was plagued by doubts it just got me thinking and I can't live my life always being the default girl ignoring caution she strayed from her path I'm Waylon ouch did your parents hate you moving towards a fate she had not anticipated. Why don't we get out of here? I, I'll get my coat. No, no, let me. Which one is it? The puffy red one with the hood. The story continues in the next chapter of Once Upon a Time in Vegas, premiering September 14th, 2007, only at PendantAudio.com. Supplemental Inquiry. Players for Seminar. Featuring the voice talents of Sue Jenkins as the instructor, Catherine Pride as student four, in cargo, Perry Whittle as Marcus, Jeremiah McCoy as Quint, Carl Puder as Preston, Daniel Munson as Zeta 22, and Era Pelodi as the barmaid, written by James Tyler. In Enmity, Seth Adam Schur as Danforth, Jeff Roney as Grant, Jason Hackett as Chucky, Craig Cooksey as Smith, and Arapelodi as Sherry, written by Tim A. Chestnut, directed by Catherine Pride, edited by Jeffrey Bridges, original music composed by David Alexander McDonald, 
Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.